0: Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Agoracom in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news with us today. Happy to have him for the first time ever. Andrew Morton, he's CEO of Matri Health Technologies. The company trades on the CSE under the stock symbol M-T-E-C and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under d 84 uh, A little bit about the company because a lot of you are hearing about this for the first time, especially from the GoreCom side. Here's what you need to know to understand Matri and why it's so powerful. When COVID hit 12 months ago, there was no supply chain in place to handle what you can only call the parabolic surge of demand for PPE. That's personal protective equipment. We know that as masks, shields, tests, and so on. So an industry literally overnight of brokers was spawned to fill the demand of buyers who were, for, for lack of a better term, desperate and scrambling for product. As you can imagine, that created some real issues with respect to sources, quality of supply, and in many instances, uh, outright fraud. For example, in Canada, we, had, we saw numerous uh, news reports uh, that highlighted how healthcare workers and businesses were shortchanged on orders internationally, or worse, they were shipped counterfeit, uncertified N95 masks that put people at great risk of exposure and illness. It became a problem. Matri, is solving that problem. They're a global platform for healthcare supply security. Their main focus is providing a reliable source of certified PPE and testing of solutions through an onshore manufacturing model. More than that, they've incorporated technology, solutions, they're doing great stuff. Andrew, welcome to the show.
1: Great to be here, George, thank you.
0: Hey, so the press release you guys put out yesterday that we're gonna talk about is Matri announces Health Canada approval of domestically manufactured N95 masks. We're gonna talk about that as the beyond the press release. But first, before we get to the specifics, how big of a problem are you solving?
1: This is a, a problem of epic proportions. You know, it, when I got into this business, uh, I came out of an industry, the electronic consumer electronics, where we were well-organized, we had great protocols. Now it's heavy on the offshoring model, uh, of course, because everything's made in China, let's face it, and there's nothing wrong with things being made in China. But what I found out when I started looking at this and we started crafting our business was that as we peeled it back, there was a giant imaginary wall between all of the buyers being healthcare and the producers being offshore. And that's everywhere in Asia Pacific. Uh, and that's not just China, that's Malaysia, that, you know, Vietnam, Taiwan. Sure. The problem was there was an absolutely zero visibility in where things were coming from. So when a doctor would open a package, pack, a simple package of masks, they wouldn't know where it came from, when it was made, or even have any kind of certification if it was actually legitimate. So that was all fine for the last three decades, but then COVID hits. And unfortunately, this, what we'll call a buyer's market, where all of those folks offshore were basically selling uh, products as commodity to the, you yep. know, to-, to Anything low, and anything. hundred percent. Overnight, it, it was absolutely amazing what happened overnight. This went to a seller's market, which suddenly evolved into a brokerage market. So all kinds of dark individuals moved into this business very quickly that had really no business being in healthcare, and they were essentially brokering with public safety. And this this was immediate. You know, I was sitting in my home office, the beginning of all of this, uh, watching CNN, and we saw the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, talk doing an open open call to anybody and anyone. They could possibly supply the state of New York masks. And the first thing I thought was, oh my goodness, he's he's just opened up Pandora's box. He has no idea what he's just done to himself. You
0: know, well, I had people calling me up and saying, hey, George, we want to sell mm-hmm. N95 masks. Can you advertise them on a Goracom? Can you call all your clients? Mm-hmm. And, I said, and I, one of the first things I asked was, well, where are these masks coming from? Who, how do I know they even work? I don't want to, and nobody can answer those questions. So right away, and not that we we're going to sell masks, all that. But right away when I saw people calling me saying, why would you call me? And you can't even tell them where they're coming from. So you're definitely solving a major problem. Big picture, yeah. how are you guys doing it? We'll get into the details later, but big picture when, you, when you're talking to hospitals and George Comm and all these companies and, and healthcare enterprises, how are you guys solving their problem?
1: The way we're solving a problem is two ways. One is to show security where it's coming from, you know, bring things on shore. If, if you look at what happened the last 12 months in our business, it exposed the weaknesses in our, in our supply chains and the weaknesses in the buyers and sellers sophistication to do it. And What we did is we solved it by A, building stuff for domestically. So we actually established through a really solid partnership, masks, shields, hand sanitizers, disinfectants, test kits, and all of that we brought onshore. So there's security around that. But the bigger piece to that is that the buyers, the users of these now know where they're coming from. And then we now have digital ways to prove where it came from, when it was made, and if they're actually certified. So that surety has been added to this. You know, a good example to, as an analogy is if, if, if you have an iPhone and it goes defective, you have that, and you bring it over to the, the I store, they'll tell you right away when it was made, who was working in the line, all of it. Right. That's all an ISO standard. Healthcare didn't have that before this. We're bringing that standard to this. But the other part of it is, if you look at the common mask, you know, it's a very good example. That design hasn't changed in like, what, 150 years? So there was a need to, to modernize all of this, not just the systems, but the materials themselves. And the idea is to why not build a better mask? Why not make a better shield? Why not have superior hand sanitizer? It doesn't hurt your hands when you use it. And it seems like basic stuff, but the reaction is fantastic. You know, and the customers that start buying, they don't stop buying because their attitude is, well, first of all, I can trust where this is coming from. So I'm giving this to my staff and they're, they're, they're safe, but this is actually just a better thing to wear. It doesn't wear out the same.
0: Way. And and that's the part. So since since we're talking about that, let's go down you know that rabbit hole for a second. I've seen some of the products. I love them uh, because you guys aren't just taking. You guys just aren't sourcing masks from George Com masks and you know securing the supply and brokering it. You guys are actually coming up with some pretty great products. Talk to us about two products. One is the mask. How did you guys change? It's almost like a three D mask, which is amazing. And then right. the second one, if we're able to talk about it, is you're, you're, incorporating technology to things like face shields and so on and so forth. I'm not sure if you're able to talk about that, but talk to us about some of the innovation you've brought to the space, which is amazing.
1: Absolutely. With our partner that's helped us design this. We, I mean, this is a good example I'm asking. I didn't want to plug product. It's not the home shopping network, but I'm very proud of this. And this is a black version of it. Of course, it comes in white because healthcare likes white. But if you look at this, the face doesn't touch it. So you don't get that condensation. The actual mask itself lasts
0: longer. So it actually kind of protects, but comes out a little bit because exactly. it's in black. So it's hard to see, but it actually comes right. Got it. Because yeah, that's true. a big problem. My son just took a flight and he had to wear a mask. He's a teenager and he was on his face the whole time. And he had a breakout after being on the plane for three, four hours. Right. And I'm sure for people working day in, day out, that's a major problem. You guys have innovated that
1: healthcare protocols actually dictate that you should change your surgical mask in a hospital setting every four hours Be- between the condensation that kills the filtration. Okay. Uh, and then also just the, you know, the actual bacteria that forms inside because when you're exhaling, you're actually creating bacteria inside from your own mouth. Sure, and sure. like mold. There's, there's a danger of spores and all kinds of stuff that can happen. They're supposed to change it every four hours. So this now extends the life of a mask, just a common mask. You know, I see a lot of these reusable masks and I think it's really important to consider ourselves environmentally friendly as a society. I think we've come a long way since just throwing stuff away.
0: Masks are the new cigarettes. Uh, When I was growing up, you don't see as much anymore, but you see cigarettes everywhere. Now you're seeing masks everywhere on the road, on the streets, on the roads.
1: The challenge with the cloth mask is if you're using it every day, day in, day out and never cleaning it, well then that same, that same danger of bacteria. So that's a problem, plus the filtration. This is actually, and there's true filtration. This is an ASTM, what they call ASTM level three, which is a surgical grade mask. So this would be safe for the surg- for surgery. The, the idea behind the recycling is that because of it, because of the way the layers work, we're actually working on a program for recycling masks. So we can take not only our own masks back, but somebody else's too. We're actually working on trade-in programs for hospitals and healthcare regions. So The idea is as we ship them masks, we take back the old stuff and we responsibly dispose of it. And there's some interesting processes to do it. And we found a way to, to do it emission free and some of the materials can be
0: reused. Are you also talk, able to talk about some innovations and if you can't say, hey, George, for now we can't, but in what you're doing with the shields and sensors or is that something uh, you're keeping under wraps for now?
1: A little bit of under the wraps. What I will say is, you know, total workplace safety goes well beyond just PPE, which is when you need good PPE, but it's all about managing workers and how they work together. You know, there's been some reports in Canvas, What's a really good example. Cargill in Alberta, it was publicly noted, had a potential for a criminal case that was being filed, and I'm not sure where that is in the courts, and I, I can't comment any further than that. I've just seen the news on it, like everybody else. But there's talk of a criminal case because a couple of workers died as a result of transmission of COVID on the, on the line. And if you've ever been in a meat packing plant, is a really good example. That the only way to do it is you've got people packed together. Yeah, you have some way. means of managing those people, and you use PPE as a digital collection device. In other words, a way to pull up vitals, sensors, and that kind of thing, and, and vitals. And Maybe I'm giving away too much of what's coming. But the whole idea is that you're now managing outcomes and predicting things before they happen and before they can become a problem. And at the very least, at some point, the employer can turn to insurance companies, federal authorities, anybody else, and say, here's all the safety we're following. Here's the health and welfare of my workers. Here's my report. So is that the
0: technology side of Matri Health Technologies? That's correct.
1: So you may have seen a press release a couple weeks ago with Loop Insights, where we're licensing some
0: software. I want to bring that up.
1: Yeah, there's there'll be a you know there's there's more to come around all that and we're getting really excited to announce what we're doing there, but the idea is that's going to be a component in a broader technical strategy around getting general workplace safety get, to get people back to work and keep them there safe long term. A couple of key things are happening in this world. The Canadian government, the American government and probably uh, the European Union are all going to drive some kind of regulation, from what we're hearing, the Americans have certainly made the most I mean, announcements about it the earliest back in January 25th, I believe uh, President Biden announced that there's going to be some accountability for, for the workplace for safety and health. Well, this, this doesn't go away you know, five years from now when I'm hoping COVID is behind us. You know, the, the what comes next is prevention to keep this happening again to us because we can't afford to have industry shut down. So the loop and what that announcements about is some components there which we really like, which is their wallet pass, which they've announced a number of times, becomes that passport for you to get to work. And the whole idea is, you know, you, you got a worker that they know if their environment is safe, so they feel safe going there. But then the organization also knows who's supposed to be there and who isn't.
0: So this would be the first solution that actually incorporates everything from wallet pass tracing all the way to the, to the product at the end of the day that there's as has, is there anybody out there who's got this all-encompassing solution like that
1: i would say we're the first one yeah as far as i'm aware nobody else thought of it this way you know some, somebody said to me because of the neat the designs we have you know we're kind of like a consumer electronics company almost like an apple or a google of ppe because it's so cool looking i look at it very differently
0: you have appleized these products i mean it's amazing i want that i want that mask by the way
1: well, well what makes it in my i come from a technical background what makes it cool to me is not just that it's a cool looking product and it feels great and all the things you'd expect but more than that it's part of a bigger strategy around providing better outcomes when you consider what you know smartphone is all about it's more about all the services wrapped around it than it is the hardware itself why wouldn't PPE be viewed the same way
0: everything's viewed that, that that's exactly right and you know what that i call that when people walk into an industry so long before you came along i don't want people to think i'm you know, cheerleading you guys. But I've said that's an industry needs to be Appleized. That's interesting needs to be Appleized, which means somebody come in and completely reinvent the products and freshen them up and make them better and make them, you know, much more effective. And that's what you guys are are doing. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Business model now. Okay, so devil's advocate, great products, great supply chain solutions, all of that technology being built in how do you get distribution how do you market because at the end of the day you still have to get to George georgecom and abc healthcare and xyz hospitals uh that's no easy task how are you guys getting distribution or at least uh, how are you marketing matri
1: great great question we actually have set up distributors in the us and, and sales channels in the us canada mexico which we just announced in uk we've actually also added resources to all of those but, you know on the material strictly the material side you know it's pretty obvious who our customer is you know our customer is the healthcare regions, the larger government authorities. So if you look in Canada there's essentially 13 different regions when you, you add up the territories and the ten provinces so that's to me that's quite clear. The federal government you know looks at things at a, at a bigger level but really the, the real interesting things happen at the provincial level where the general needs have, happen to be for public health care Of course if you go over to Europe, each country, socialized medicines, so you understand what the distribution models are there. And then the US, what you have is major healthcare systems. And Mexico is somewhat, somewhat of a mix of, we'll call it public healthcare and a lot of private healthcare. So a nice mix. Uh, but the, the more interesting part of this is the business community. Because what's happened now, George, is that right. businesses are becoming as much a healthcare provider as any of the places I just mentioned. Is long-term, you know, if I if I run, if you know, if I, if I were the, in the fortunate position of managing 100,000 employees at an airline or something, well, now I'm thinking about the health and welfare of everybody that works there.
0: Because it could take down your entire business, right? You could 100 percent. You could lose staff. You could. Yeah, when I mean lose staff, not the they might get sick. They have to stay home. Cause you might get customers sick, causes goodwill problems, right? Sure. When people sure. find out that a hey, uh, George Airlines had. Six of their uh, passengers get sick. So you're right. So they before businesses would say, "Oh, if you get sick, go to the hospital." Or you know, the, now they've got to be the provider on the uh, before, right? Disruption to their business,
1: just flat out. You know, when you, when you drive across the Lionsgate Bridge out here in Vancouver, near where our office is every day, I can see container ships sitting in English Bay. Now I know, coming from the you know the, the shipping world, what I came out of was mass production offshore. So I understand how containers work. Those are not supposed to be sitting there. So that gives me an indication that somewhere along that chain, something's broken because generally container ships go in first which tells me the the supply chain has been broken. That is a result of some kind of outbreak, some kind of exposure, some kind of shutdown. Same thing's happening in the food industry. We keep seeing this, this this hasn't stopped. You know, we had had Tyson's Foods in the U.S. has announced shutdowns, Cargill, of course here in Canada has announced shutdowns and this continues to happen. The only way to avoid this is to look at your organization uh, really from a from a really as a healthcare provider. And big companies are now telling us that we're doing business with that for the first time ever they had to go out and recruit a chief medical
0: officer. Isn't that something? And how are you getting to these businesses? So I get how you get into the healthcare because you're right. Healthcare in the US, you can target you know who to target. Healthcare in Canada's 13 provinces essentially or provinces and territories. How do you get to Georgecom? How do you get to ABC widgets?
1: we're building a world-class sales team that understands large corporate, you know, because part of that, what happens is longer term. It's not just a PPE sale for us, which is just a a component of where we're going with our business, but there's an entire digital component to keep that place safe. And the people that we're recruiting and and bringing onto our team are more about systems and understanding workflows and how companies run, because then they understand how to help them really consult with them really as that chief medical officer as a service to help them figure out how to organize their people, where they should be wearing PPE. Maybe five years from now, we can teach people digitally, with you know, using artificial intelligence, well, how much PPE they don't need to buy. But then we get to stay as a supplier for the long term. And when this is all over, when, when we're, everybody's touching wood, and we really hope with the variants and everything else that we're hearing about, that at the very least the vaccines help us contain it. The reality is that this pandemic turns to an endemic. You know, in five, ten years from now, what's going to remain? after what I call a 9-11 event, which is this pandemic, is all of our patterns change. The way you and I go to the office every day completely changes. So we've we now recruit a sales team to address the real long-term needs of the business, not just, here's a bunch of masks and shields and that kind of thing, because that's a And really- I'm, glad
0: you, I'm glad you bring that up because how do you, that, because there are gonna be people out there gonna say, well, Andrew, you know, matry won't have much use much longer because vaccines are the panacea. You know, what are you hearing, actually? I know what I'm hearing, but I want to ask you first. What are you hearing on the ground from business and enterprise? You
1: know, th- th- what I'm hearing is long-term, this doesn't change them to maintain operations. You know, and here, here's the way I see it. These lockdowns 100. we've had, especially at the beginning, we had to have lockdowns in Canada, U.S., and everywhere, because frankly, we just didn't know what we were dealing with. And they continue to happen. Unfortunately, the side effect of that is that a lot of businesses are really suffering from the lockdowns. But then like a binge diet, when the lockdown is over, the person goes back to kind of their, norm, their normal behaviors. And the problem is, just like somebody, who, if you've ever known somebody on a binge diet, they lose a, you know, 10, 15 kilos. But then 30 days after the binge diet is over, they generally put all the weight back on, right? And, and half the time, they've, they've gained a few to boot. Look at, look at our lockdowns, look what happened. You know, in Canada, in every province, we had our initial lockdown, we came out of it, the numbers were great. And then the next wave came, and it was way worse than the first one. So the only way to do this is to lean into the problem, if you ask me. Which if you create protocols like a Swiss cheese, you kind of stack the pieces together, and you start to cover the holes with more masks, disinfectants, sanitizers, where you're disinfecting everything around the you know the areas, and then you add some intelligence and, and some software to it, so, so behaviors are now managed. Well, each one of those is a screening mechanism for transmission. So this is a long-term way to get people back to work and keep them there versus, okay, shut everything down. Okay, now open it again. That doesn't seem to work. What seems to work is long-term protocols.
0: You know, I, I, I'm hearing the same thing from business. They're, they're saying that business, big real estate owners of big buildings who are telling me vaccines or not, everyone hoping vaccines will will at least contain it, like you said, and it's not gonna get rid of it. Vaccine is gonna contain it. But A- They've all gone through such disruption. They just can't afford any more disruption. They can't just take a chance and just open and hope for the best. So, so for the next 12 months, 24 months, they're absolutely going to have these protocols in place. The second part is everyone is now very well, very well aware of the fact that this could happen again, God forbid, but that's a fact, right? I mean, we've already had just the last 20 years swine flu and so on and so forth. So, it seems like it's now becoming part of the business, just part of the big cost of doing business for all major enterprises who are saying, we can't afford for this to happen three years from now, four years from now, six years from now, and we have shut down again because we took such a big hit now. If we take another big hit, that might finish us off forever. So it's you, the demand for, Matri, for Matri's products, the sources of product, the technology solution, that's going to be around for a while from what I, I get.
1: Uh, so one of our advisors is at Yale Medical Center. He's an infectious disease expert named Dr. James Shepard. and he told us flat out that within the next 10 years, the next decade, he said flat out, before I retire in the next 10 years, I'm convinced we're going to see another one of these. And this is somebody who does work with the WHO and the CDC and this I mean, this is his wheelhouse. He does consulting for the companies, I believe the Olympic committees, all of that. so he's really looking at this hard and heavy to see where they are. You know and, and it was an interesting comment he made to me. He said at the very beginning of our relationship when he when he Saw our business plan and saw what we're doing. The first thing Dr. Shepard said was, "Well, you know, this is a business you know that doesn't go away. You're you're actually reinventing a category that our industry, you know, meaning the healthcare world, has known has been a problem for decades. We knew that if something really serious happened, you know, we might be compromised, and we had all just sort of hoped we just sort of hang in there and, and nothing would happen. Uh, and and the reality is, it, it hit and it was worse than anybody would could have possibly. Oh, yeah. I was I worked in Asia myself, during SARS. In fact, our, one of our board members the former Minister of Health, Tony Clement, he was actually a Minister of Health during SARS. And you know, we both acknowledged with each other that unfortunately, the majority of our society learned nothing from the last one of these. This time, it's a little more extreme because this has affected everybody. It's like a 9-11 that life changes forever on the other side of this, you know, as it's behind us. You know, what, how we go to work, what we do doesn't change, which means demand for masks and shields doesn't stop. But the added part of this is that the way we go about producing them had to change. You know, it, it was really like a tinderbox. You had to throw a match in there to, to really do all of this. I mean, you could see it. And the way we interact, for us to get back to normal where airports are packed, because I don't know how else that works, for us to get back to a stadium and watch a, and watch a ball game, a hockey game, go see a show, the only way that's going to work is new ways of doing it. Does it mean wearing masks every day? Hard to say 10 years from now. But we, without a question, they will be part of the equation. Yeah, and new protocols be part of the equation.
0: What does it mean to the company? So this press release, uh, and we've talked about masks, but I want to and, and what you guys are doing there, but specifically with this press release, uh, what kind of third-party validation or validation of your products is it to get uh, the Health Canada approval? Because I'm assuming you got you get put through the ringer, right? And uh, you know that mask you show us, right? It's form-cut mask provides a tight seal to face, but mm-hmm. it's comfortable wear. It Does what does it take to get that kind of approval? And you know, what should that tell the world about how 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 careful attention you guys pay to product development?
1: What, what I can say is the, the 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 mask that we have is one of the very few that's made in Canada that has Health Canada N95 certification. It's a very strict process. And one of the reasons why is because it's absolutely what it makes an N95 and N95, it's sealed, you can no air gets in. And then it's absolute confirmation that at least 95% of all particles are filtered. Now, the actual independent lab reports we got were better, but we passed the N95 requirements, which was the key. Okay, But it is that true certification. It's arguably the most sought after uh and most copied and fraudulently copied product on the market
0: oh yeah without, without question yeah, people were selling these things at home for the for love of god people were making them at home and in, in basements and things like that to sell to people so yeah, yeah. it got it, it got but that's great third-party validation that you guys are making product that can pass rigorous regulatory demands
1: well it, it, what's, what's really depressing you know as a taxpayer is how much money our government spent
0: on fraudulent materials and and, like, and and usually I'm a big critic of government, but there's no faulting them this time. I mean, demand went parabolic, people needed it. If it, it, you know, you had to run over, you know, you, you almost had to run over yourself to get this stuff, right? So I but now that you guys have come along, hopefully this is gonna be a much more um, you know intelligent process and much more credit credible process. By the way, devil's advocate, margins. Yeah. Obviously, making masks in Canada means. You've you've got a higher not obviously, but I'm I'm assuming with 99% certainty you got a higher cost. Mm-hmm. Um, are the are you able to pass that cost all along to hospitals and George Com Corporation and so on and so forth, or mm-hmm. you just or you just have to live with making lower margins? There,
1: there's definitely a premium that people expect because it's domestically made, but a couple of things come into play uh, because of the bad experiences in the last 12 months. Yeah, we have the, the, the reaction has been at least I know where it comes from, I know it's safe, I'm willing to pay for that. Uh, and it's not like we're such a premium that it's outrageous. But look, part of the what got us here is that whole, you know, low cost mentality. I'll give you a really good example. I was in chats with a big hospital chain in the States. Uh, one of our contacts there was you know, a really nice fellow who had been just like everybody else, panic buying because he didn't know what else to do because he couldn't get stuff. And this is re- really in the dark sure, yeah. a couple months ago. And I said to him, well, you know, we, our mask is finally ready. We passed ASTM level three. The factory up here in Canada is ready to go. And he said, well, that's really great. I can't talk right now because I'm in the middle of going through with a metal detector, all the masks we just bought, because we just bought a million boxes. And we can't figure out which ones have nose clips and which ones don't, because some don't. And the surgeons can't wear them. And I said, Where did you get them? And he says, Well, that's the problem. We don't exactly know where they came from. Oh my goodness, what and this. he said, but I'm gonna be calling you back for replacement. And I said, That thank you very much. I'm here to help. And you know, certainly just give me some warnings so we make sure we have production ready and we can line up materials. And then his, and then I said he said to me, uh, okay, so by the way, you know, you had to be price competitive with what I just bought. And I said, Well, isn't that what just got you in trouble? Yeah, and the Something like, you can't
0: pawn off as the yeah. to the lowest cost producer, right?
1: And his answer was kind of a bit of an expletive. Right, you're right. Call you back. And he hung up and he did call back. So that mentality is starting to change. You know, we put ourselves in a really tough spot on the material side, building domestically gets us out from under that. And the net effect is, you know, for a, for a modest premium, is it worth it where you know exactly where it came from? If it's actually certified. If it's actually going to be safe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, can people like me, individuals get hands on your products or, is it, this a strictly B two B application? We've
1: been B two B, and we're actually getting ready to do a B two C. Our primary, our primary goals with this George out of the gate were to really fill some holes where where some help was needed. You know, you know, Matri's whole philosophy at the very beginning of this, and you know, Matri, just imagine where the name comes from. It actually means compassion in Sanskrit. Is the company was actually founded out of a, out of, an act of compassion originally. So originally, we said, let's go address some real things because there's some real real needs here. You know, this is this it, one of the exciting things about my career where I am now in this business is that I get the opportunity to build a fantastic business coming in on the right side of some real needs
0: yeah, and to yeah, me that, that double that that double bonus right you get that's a double bonus there that doesn't happen very often you're you're helping you know you're contributing to the health and welfare welfare of society and building shareholder value I, I'm entering a system
1: that was in dire need of modernization you know it's been decades in the making where the position that we're in and modernization, not only on how materials are produced, where they come from and all of that, but then also how they're used and how people interact with one another. You know, we were definitely due for some disruption and that's what I brought to the table. But I get to do it really oh, for the betterment of all of us. You know, now I, when I go to a hospital, I know it's safe. And and the, the cool thing about all of this is when we show people our product, they actually say, hey, I, I want one of those. So that's that's a, that's nice.
0: I do. When I saw that 3D mask, I call it your 3D mask. I love it. I do too. And you know what? I actually... I was asking myself, you know, Agoracom's got a lot of clients, and you know, corporate gifts usually are a send a gift basket, and I always hate that. It's like, all right, I'll send a gift basket, but I'm gonna, I want to send them Matri stuff this year, you know, and say, look, here's a, here's a, here's a few boxes of the mask, here's some shields, and uh, on me and, and and as appreciation, and if you like it, just keep ordering from them at the same time. But uh, I can't wait to get the mask. So when you have your B to C up. I can't wait to have the masks here so I can show everybody because I know they're going to love them. Uh, The biggest complaint everybody says it's on their face and they can't breathe or they can feel the condensate. It's a horrible experience, right? So you guys have done great things on that. And I know you couldn't talk about it. So I can't wait to have you back to hear more about the innovation that's going on the tech side of stuff. Cause that's uh, that's really cool as well. Andrew, congratulations on what you guys have achieved.
1: Thank you. It's really exciting times, yeah, and it it really is gratifying to be doing some of the right things for our society, not just building a business. You know, I came out of the tech industry for the last twenty years. I, I went, went, went around the world and helped people watch pay TV, and you know, people were pretty happy with that. But I wouldn't say I contributed nearly as much <laughs> as society doing that as I have with this. It's that there's no plaque waiting for you saying this this individual, you know, helped people watch more pay TV. I don't think that really exists anywhere.
0: Well, you know. You, it did help the, it did help a lot of us trust me you know you brought great content to us but this is going to be a, a little more impactful a little a la- more
1: the last 12 months maybe maybe that's
0: right <laughs> thanks thanks andrew can't wait to have you back
1: thank you
0: thanks for having me for bad home you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on spotify google apple your favorite podcast platform to andrew morton CEO of matri health technologies trades on the cse on the stock symbol m t e c and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under D84. It's a brand new company. Well, it's a brand new industry, right? This is a brand new industry. So there's a lot to absorb. To do your due diligence, get to Agoracom. Get to the Matri Health Hub, the profile page. We've got it really neatly laid out for you in layman's terms, all the different aspects of what the company does. Then from there, link over the company's site and you can see the link right over Andrew's head as we're talking as well, but you can link to it from Agoracom. Do your due diligence. Hopefully you discovered the next great small cap company. See you next time.